This is Sound and Vision on KAXP, and this is a special podcast episode. Because on Wednesday, November 9th, the KXP community in Seattle is coming together, like real people coming together in person, at Town Hall for an event called Death and Music. The event is an exploration into the role of music in celebrating life and processing grief. Rocky Vadalato is a local musician who will be playing music at the Death and Music event. And we wanted to share a recent interview that Rocky did with KXP's Dusty Henry. Dusty and Rocky talked about his latest album, Wild Roots, and the inspiration behind it, including the tragic loss of one of his children. Rocky Vadalato has been a mainstay of Seattle music since emerging on the scene fronting the band Waxwing in the late 90s. Back then, his music was heavier, more indebted to punk and emo. But the Texas transplant couldn't shake his folk and country roots venturing into a solo career that favored acoustic guitars and harmonica. His solo work would outlast the band across eight records. Some 20 years later, Vadalato is returning once again. After releasing Hospital Handshakes in 2015 and averaging 250 shows a year, Vadalato took a seven-year hiatus to instead come home and be present with his family. It was a chance for him to slow down his songwriting process, to let it come to himself organically. Over that time, songs did emerge on what would later become his ninth album, Wild Roots. As he was wrapping up the album for release, tragedy hit the Vadalato family. His child, Keenan was killed in a car accident. They were 22 years old. I just wanted to let you know you done good and all is right with the world. In this time of grief, Rocky says that Wild Roots stands as a testament to the bonds within the Vadalato family. Each song is written for a different family member, siblings, nephews and nieces, and his children, it's one of Vadalato's most tender, nuanced, and all-around lovely releases to date. I talked with Vadalato about the writing process of Wild Roots, the family who inspired it, and finding healing through releasing music. We had 15 horses on the ranch I grew up on, so a memory of that horse pasture is what sparked the idea for the entire record. This must have been, I think, around 2016. I just finished playing a show, and I went out back, and... I saw a horse pasture and, you know, it looked really similar to the one that I grew up on. And the vision for the entire album flashed into my mind in that moment. And I knew in like in an instant that I wanted to make a concept album and I wanted to have a song for each family member. And just, you know, I saw the whole vision for the record. It's, it's the only time that's ever happened to me. And I, I just knew this is what I was going to be working on. In a way, the album kind of tells my life story and family history through the lens of my closest relationships. It kind of goes on a journey from that horse ranch in Texas, where I grew up, to the setting of my life here in Washington now. You know, I just knew I wanted to have a healing quality to it, and I wanted to write each song as a gift for the person I was singing for and my family. So. You know, I decided a long time ago that I fall more into the 
camp of the Bruce Springsteen type artists that want to write songs to uplift people, you know, and give them something to face the day with. I always love that quote from Gertrude Stein, the American novelist, and she said something to the effect of, the artist's job is not to, you know, give in to the voice of despair, but to find an antidote to the emptiness of existence. That just had a huge impact on me and kind of changed the course of how I related to my art. And that's the spirit I was trying to to capture with this album. I love that so much. And I hadn't really thought about that before and like thinking about the arc of your music. I mean, I feel like a lot of that's always been there, but maybe maybe the earlier stuff that was a little more, um, I don't know cynical is the right word, but there's like, you're, you're, you're <laughs> totally. looking at the world. Yeah, maybe, okay, maybe it's cynical. <laughs> Bitter, cynical, solipsistic. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious about your your family's relationship with music. When I first found you, your music, I found your solo music first and then dug into Waxwing, kind of worked backwards. But I, as I went down the rabbit hole, I kept finding more and more Vatilatos out there in the music scene. Like, as every time I turn around, there's another one. Like your brother Cody, who's in Waxwing with you, also Blood Brothers. Your brother Sonny's in Slender Means, you two have played together. Have you found my my nephew Perrin Votolato yet playing music? I did just last night, actually. I was going <laughs> to ask about that. Yeah, it's uh, Kuroshi. He's writing great songs. I'm super proud of him. Got him his first guitar, you know, when he was just a, a lot younger. And yeah, his band Kuroshi's great. I just went and saw him at Bad Bar the other night. And he has a song on the album, it's called uh, Southpaw. Sunflowers and spiders I five at golden So there's a song for him, because he's a lefty, and, you know, finding left-handed guitars is tricky, but... <laughs> but, no, I'm proud of him, he's carrying on the family tradition. But yeah, I mean, my family's always been really into music. Um, my uncle David, actually, is kind of where it started for me in my memory. Um, he used to come over to the horse ranch I grew up on, and, and he would play uh, Beatles songs and Bob Dylan songs uh, on acoustic guitar. You know, once I, I saw that as a kid, I was just like, oh my God, that's that's something I want to do, you know? <laughs> and, and then um, my dad was really into Outlaw Country, um, so like Willie and Waylon and Johnny Cash and all that stuff. I will let you down. I will make you. But also really into Bob Dylan and Cat Stevens. How can I try to explain? When I do, he turns away again. It's always been the same, same old story. That music was just on a lot, you know, growing up and and had a huge influence on me as a kid. And then we moved up to Seattle in the early 90s, and that was right at the height of, you know, grunge music kind of taking over the world. And and I was I was 15 years old at that point, you know, and I, I that's when I really was getting into songwriting and going to punk shows with Velvet Elvis and taking 
you know, my younger brother Cody along with me. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a song for Cody on the record actually called Breakwater. Early 90s punk rock scene in an oversized jawbreaker team. You know, it sets the scene of me taking him to a show, a jawbreaker show at the old firehouse um, in the early 90s or mid 90s. And they let him kind of be behind the barrier because he was so young. And they saw him out there and didn't want him to get hurt. Still remember breakwater, the frequencies and the distortion where we hit all our. You've already shared a few stories about some of the songs, but I'd love to dig into a few. The first single was Evergreen. Caught by the moon, silver strings that help you to surrender to the truth, strength and courage you never knew. It's also the first song on the album, which you wrote for your niece, who's the, the youngest of Adelato, I believe you said. And you've described it as a song about holding on to hope. Can you talk a little bit more about how that song came to be and why you wanted it to open the album? I wrote that one, like you said, for my niece, uh, Jada. She's just such a sweet soul and inspiring human being. And yeah, I just, I wrote that song as, you know, it's a song of love and encouragement for her. I had a really clear vision for each of the four singles I chose to be released before the album came out. And it's why I picked each of these songs. So they're about hope, loyalty, forgiveness, and love in that order. The album, you know, it's about family connection, but to me, on a deeper level, it's about it's it's about human struggle and it's about overcoming and surviving anything that's handed to you. And you know, we keep going on and living and making art and hoping for the best in the face of the harshest realities that are dealt to us. And, um, and we do that to make things better for the ones around us, you know, and I think that's what's what being part of a family is all about. That shaman sent me knocking on your front door. Carissa, can you help me find what I Another song on the record, uh, Little Black Diamond, um, you wrote for another niece. And there's also a story about her helping you find a rock you used to carry around. Now I'm starting to believe Little Black Diamond Shining on my mind What, what was the rock and its meaning to you, if you, <laughs> if you can share? So, this is a song I wrote for my niece, Carissa. Uh, it's, about, it's about loyalty keeping your word and telling the truth and what that means to the ones closest to you. Um, so I went to a shaman in Seattle to do some deep childhood trauma healing work. And this is around the time that Hospital Handshakes came out. So, you know, that album is a lot about dealing with trauma. This shaman told me to go out and find a, a little rock or a little stone and to carry it with me and, you know, let it be a healing influence and, and, uh, help me remember my priorities and why I'm out on the road in the first place. And so my niece and I took a walk one day and yeah, she helped me find this little stone and it was really special to me. And I kept it in my front pocket, you know, for years on every tour I did. Um, I still travel with it now. 
black diamond in my pocket that she gave to me in the wildflowers at night. I'll keep it with me my whole life. Little black diamond. Yeah, it just it reminds me why I'm trying to to keep doing this difficult inner work that we're all you know doing at some point in our life to try to become a better person you know that's that's really what what it's about the album's closer uh texas scorpion the outlaw blues you described it as about being about your father and forgiveness and it's conveyed through this narrative that you wrote of you two talking to each other and Forgiveness is something that I, I feel like is like really easy to like admire, but is much harder to do. And I feel this song does a great job of showing like the light at the end of that long road. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. And how did you work yourself up to, to that forgiveness? Yeah, you know, um, this song, it's definitely one of the most meaningful to me on the record. I think, you know, that's, that's why it's the closer. And I, I feel like... It's definitely a song about forgiveness, like you said, and, and having the courage to forgive people that may have wronged you in some way, but it's not as much a condonement of mistreatment, you know, or like that I think people think forgiveness is sometimes when they don't understand the concept as well, but but it's not being a doormat, you know, or uh, saying it's okay what somebody did to you. I think of it as something you do really for yourself, you know, so you can heal and be free of that experience and, you know, cut the karmic cords and move on. The song is like, it's my version of, of Cat Stevens' father and son, you know, it kind of, it kind of mimics that back and forth. And, and there's a deep reason for that too, is that that song was really, really, you know, the biggest song between my dad and I, you know, we listened to it so much together as a kid and, we just always knew that was our song together. And, um, you know, I think that's why it had such a big impact on me. And I've always been such a huge Cat Stevens fan. But, um, but yeah, I just, you know, I forgave my dad years ago for everything that we went through. You know, I mean, he was was and still is in a gang in Texas. And, <laughs> and, and we had a, a pretty tough upbringing. Um, there's just so much there and when we when we left texas my parents had divorced and you know a tornado had hit our house and, and my mom remarried i really wanted to forgive not just for him but for me and um i tried to capture that feeling in the song and you know i, I wanted that message to be there with it because um you can forgive and at the same time put strong boundaries in place with people you know, that's a, that's the other side of this coin to me that I want to communicate. It's much more about, you know, healing yourself. And I think there's a lot of strength and courage in, in forgiveness. It's, it's, it's not weakness, um, but yeah, it, it takes a lot of strength. Before he's gone So I kneel down at the throne of divine mercy And said a prayer for your peace in your hour of need Another song I want to talk about was the, the song um, Becoming Human, which you described as being the maybe like the most meaningful song you've ever written. 
Tried to be a human, but I was a bull Running in a china shop Because I never knew how Easily glass souls are broken You wrote for your child, Keenan, who passed away last year, and I... I saw you mention on Instagram as well that you were able to play it for them. You know, as, as much as you're willing to, could you share a little bit about that song and, and what it means to you? Yeah, I'll, I'll try. I I just, uh, I'll just start by saying that I'm, you know, I'm much more functional now, um, but this is obviously still quite difficult for me to talk about. I want to talk about it, though, because... You know, Keenan was so excited for the record to come out and for everyone to hear their song. And I know they'd want me to be brave and, and keep going forward, you know, and, and that's what I'm trying to do. But losing a child is just, it's, it's just such a devastating experience. And, you know, it's the little things. It's like seeing raspberries or just knowing that was their favorite fruit or, you know, thinking of... There was a, a little forest where we used to go on walks, and we had plans to, to clean up their room and go on a walk in the forest right before they died. And it's little things like that. They're the, that's the hardest stuff, you know. But I do take a lot of comfort in knowing that they got to hear the song before they passed and told me how much they loved it, and they knew how much I loved them unconditionally. I think the song communicated that to them. One of the kids, I think it was my niece, Ivy, she has a song on the record called Bella Rose, but she told me just a few days after Keenan died that grief is just love with nowhere to go. And I heard the truth in that. You know, I, I know that our hearts have been absolutely shattered because of how deeply we love Keenan. And that that deep love was a gift, and I hope the song coming out can help to express some of that love, and I hope everyone will listen to it and help celebrate its release with me, because I know that's what Keenan would want, and the song is really about that deep love, and I hope everyone can feel that in it. I just hope you do. Um, thank you for for sharing. Um, yeah, my my heart broke for you and your family, and I I won't dig into it anymore. But just to, just to say that, and I, you're you're in my thoughts and, all, and your whole family. Thank you so much, Dusty. I appreciate it. Has there been any healing or enlightenment through finishing and releasing the album, or any other emotion or aspect you have on it? It's definitely been a healing and a cathartic experience. The day Keenan's song came out, I was so overwhelmed. I was just so overwhelmed with love and support, and it's it's really been healing. I mean, I, I think um, I worked on the record for so long, you know, and so it's just been it's been a really emotional process to get ready to to and a vulnerable process to to hand it over to the world. Knowing that that Keenan's song is out in the world now for everyone to enjoy was just huge for me. That love and hope is really what I want to share with people, and 
I hope that other people have a healing and cathartic experience from listening to these songs as well. Thank you for releasing this music. Uh, I'm really excited for people to hear it. Thank you so much, Dusty. I really appreciate you having me. Thanks so much to KXP. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. That was KXP's Dusty Henry talking with Rocky Vadalato. His latest album is Wild Roots. Rocky Vadalato will be performing at the Death and Music event at Town Hall Wednesday, November 9th. If you're not in Seattle or can't make it to that event, but still want to come together with the KXP community in that way, please join us on Thursday, November 10th. A whole day of programming will be dedicated to personal stories from listeners about the role of music in celebrating life and processing grief. That's from 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific time on November 10th on KEXP. May your light shine on forever. Light up.